So, um, wait, what was I going to say? Um, where were we at here? Fuck. Never mind. I had something down, but I forget what it was. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll clarify some of the, the parameters of this, okay. but, um, yeah, I'll just do it because you guys And this, this. this is drafting for just this season correct like who you would who you would choose to make the like a, if they had a secondary all-star game yeah like if we played on sunday you want the best team to win okay right. sounds good there we go all right uh welcome to the boy meets world podcast i'm here with my fellow nba bartenders one more time and they are they make me do this live read so that's just happening right now uh jordan coots and caleb clearman are here for this very special occasion the nba non-all-star draft uh gentlemen this is our fourth podcast together and my question to you is, is this the stupidest thing we've ever done? <laughs> uh, besides NBA bartender, I think this is right up there. We haven't done much, but it's all been pretty stupid. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we, we got serious and talked to Jonathan Smith once, um, which may or may yeah. not look, look stupid in like 180 days. So stay tuned on that. Uh, right. But yeah, this, this I'm should just be fun. Glad, right? Grace the same airwaves as one of my favorite ever college basketball players in Darnell Gant. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that was that was amazing. I was I was fanning myself the entire time, uh, talking to that. I it didn't make the interview, but I said something like really awkward before the interview started, or I clipped it out. Um, and he was like, uh, and I was like, okay, let's do this. Um, so nobody heard that except for I him. I think he was a little weirded out that you knew about his rap career. Oh yeah, definitely. And like watched his <laughs> Periscope videos, but uh, it's, it's all it's all enough. Um, all right, so we're here for the the non All Star draft. We just had the All Star game a couple weeks ago, um, and we could talk about that. We could talk about all the goings on in the NBA, but uh, none of us have enough time to watch every game. And, and you can find that podcast elsewhere. So we're gonna talk. We're gonna draft uh, the players who didn't play in the All Star game uh, to try and make the best team of players that are the other guys, essentially. Um, so, you know, that was pretty easy for Steph and LeBron to just pick between the 24 best players on the planet. Anybody could do that. Not that hard. Uh, but I think what we're about to do is much, much more difficult. So I'm excited about that. Uh, just to go over the rules, this is going to be a snake draft. Uh, Jordan is going to start first, then Caleb, uh, then myself twice, and then we'll go back around. We're going to pick a total of six guys. I uh, wish we had more time for that, but uh, such is life. And then there's a few guys that are ineligible. We're going to say no Gordon Hayward, no Kawhi Leonard, no Mike Conley, uh, and no Kristaps Porzingis because uh, in, in theory here, we're trying to just play another game on Sunday, like another all-star game, essentially. So those guys would not be able to, to play, although who knows with Kawhi Leonard if, if, he, if he is eligible. But uh, <laughs> we're going to pretend that, that we have a definitive read on his injury status. So that being said, uh, any further questions from you guys before we get going? I think I'm all set. I'm ready to go. All right, uh, Jordan, you're ringing it in here. Who is uh, who is the first pick in the non All Star draft? I'm gonna go with Chris Paul. Um, oh, good pick. I'm a, I'm a point guard guy, and um, I think you know he's one of the best leaders on the planet. If we're if we're not going for flash with like what an all star game normally is, and we're we're playing this for keeps, then I want Chris Paul leading my team. So he's my number one pick. So great pick. Uh, I I'm, was hoping that you kind of forgot oh. that he didn't make the all star game because he should have made the all star game. Uh, yeah. The Rockets are thirty seven and six in games that Chris Paul plays, which extrapolates to basically being a seventy one win team. Um, like he is he has been. If you look at his numbers, he's been basically as good as he always is, uh, but while sharing the ball with a very ball-dominant guy. Uh, so right. it's, it's pretty incredible what he's been able to do this year. Yeah. I mean, we talked about how this team would work, and I can't remember what I said about him, but holy shit, they blew the door off what I thought they would do. Yeah, it's it's been it's been nuts. Um, I'm I, I'm curious to see how many other Rockets get picked because their team is just kind of built in a certain way. Um, 
obviously they had the one all star in Harden, but we'll see we'll see who else comes up here. Uh, Caleb, any thoughts, or do you want to move on to your to your second pick here? Oh, uh, my Skype just cut out, so I kind of missed what you guys were saying. But uh, Chris Paul's good. Yeah, well, I had one stat about Chris Paul because he was at the top of my list as well. Uh, the Rockets are thirty-two and one when he, Harden, and Capella play together, which is an insane stat. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I don't know if Brandon mentioned that exact one, but yeah, they're elite when they're together. Yeah, thirty-two and one. Yeah, I mean, we talked the last time about how the the Rockets Buster lineup and what what Capella's role is going to be, or that the Warriors Buster lineup and what Capella's role is going to be. Um, but I, I didn't think Clint Capella would be on their their beat the Warriors lineup, but he might be. He might be exactly what they need to beat them, just playing volleyball against the glass. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Definitely. All right. All right. I'm gonna go with the second pick. Um, I'm gonna take Ben Simmons. God damn it. <laughs> uh, I think I think Ben Simmons is I was kind of surprised he didn't make the real All-Star game to begin with. He's so been he. Yeah, he's been really good this year. Uh I mean, in his his rookie year just super dominant on the ball can can go pretty much anywhere on the court and beat you off the dribble. Um the the shooting is still not there. I don't know if it's ever really going to be that's kind of a weird issue with him but i mean i think in playoff series if you need a bucket he he can go by pretty much anyone in the league and get to the rim super easily oh, yeah. yeah so that that stat that came out we were just talking about this before before we went live here uh that ben simmons has made one three in like professional basketball or like organized recorded basketball since he's high made, school he's made one three-pointer yeah since high school no in all of his threes this year have been like half court shots right yeah, yeah i was gonna say how many has he taken like it can't be many i think it's 10 and they're all <clears throat> like the other side of the court they're just heaves yeah I, crazy yeah. well i am i'm in the camp that he shoots with the wrong hand it couldn't hurt uh, yeah him. i mean yeah yeah uh, yeah I mean, it doesn't every, really matter. It seems he like, shoots, like <laughs> right. everything else he does, like he shoots floaters and like everything in the lane he does with his right hand. My, yeah. my favorite Ben Simmons yeah. factoid is that uh, there's a change.org petition in Australia to allow him uh, to to do the Australian rules football like uh, punch pass. Punch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh which, god. Which would be lethal because it's like the euro step of passes essentially. If you're showing the ball one hand and then and then you punch it the other direction. Um, yeah. I couldn't even imagine what he would have such a leg up over everyone else on the planet if that was allowed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know who the who the next non-Australian like Patty Mills would do it, and then I don't know who does it after that. Um, I think Bogut could pull it off. I if think he J- could. JaVale play. McGee sees it once and is like, "That's I got that. <laughs> uh, Although we're getting much yeah. more calm down JaVale McGee these days. But, uh, Caleb, I, are, are you done on Simmons? Because i gotta, yeah. I got to take all the time I need to, to think about this pick. There's a guy I really don't want to pick here, um, but I might need to pick this guy. <sighs> pick him. Do it. I'm actually not going to because I want to see how far, far he slides. I'm going to take Devin Booker here. Um, okay. Here's one for Devin Booker who just won the three-point competition. Um, guy who's put up 70 points. Great shooter. Streaky shooter, but but great. Uh, under 21, age 21 or younger scoring seasons. The only guys who are ahead of, of Devin Booker who is averaging mm-hmm. 24.5 right now at age 21. Uh, LeBron, KD, Shaq, uh, Michael Jordan, Trace McGrady, Rick Barry, and his old Kentucky Rick teammate. Rick Barry? His old Kentucky teammate, Kentucky, or, uh, Carl Anthony Towns. So that's it in terms yeah. of, of scoring at this age for Booker. Um, I actually think that, that his his destiny is kind of to score exactly as much as he currently is, but on way better shooting numbers because he has to do way too much for Phoenix right now, and they have nobody else. Um, yeah. But but I think Booker's a good piece. I know that my I have I have a guy to go get me a bucket, uh, but I kind of have to build my team 
differently than I would have planned uh, with him as right. my number one guy. And he can do more than just score. Like he's averaging five boards and almost five boards and five assists. Like that's that's more than I thought he was going to be able to do. Like yeah. even a year ago. And to think he was like the sixth or seventh man on that that Kentucky team when he was Kentucky there. team is crazy. Cal Poly, yeah, the coach, right? Did you see yep. tweet yesterday about Carl uh, Anthony Towns tweeted like tonight was senior night would have been senior night for all those guys, <laughs> and Booker tweeted was like, "Can can I finally start tonight?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like God. the Harrison twins who are starting over him. Yeah, yeah. God, uh, <laughs> yeah. Good old Kentucky basketball has produced some some fun teams over the years, but yeah, I, I'll take Book as my 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 cornerstone. Uh, then what? I'm gonna take. I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna take Nikola Jokic here. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, I I have to. I, I had planned on getting him and Simmons and thinking about the the passing team I was gonna have. Um, yeah. But I I just I think he's got the most upside he, he also is is very young he's in his third year in the league um he the knock on him last year was he wasn't shooting well enough from three and he did exactly that this year he's almost doubled the attempts raised his three-point percentage closer to 38 percent um which is what you want i don't have a guy who's going to spend a lot of time at the top of the arc and because booker is not really a true point guard i feel like i can get away with um having having him play off of, of Jokic a little bit only thing is Jokic is a bit of a powder um and and Booker was also pouting about not making the All-Star team, so my, my, my chemistry, I have a lot of guys already who uh, who, who might be bummers, but but uh, that's okay. You're just drafting yeah. a fantasy basketball team. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I, I really like what I see there. I told myself that I was going to try to not draft those two guys because my fantasy basketball team was so bad. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's been an unfortunate season for for us both. While we look up at at Santown Slammers at the top of the top of the standings there. Oh yeah. yeah, there we go. No, I'm I'm with you with uh, Jokic. I've actually watched a lot of him this year because I had him on my fantasy basketball team. Um, and I feel like the last month and a half he's he's been starting to play a little bit better. At the start of the year, he was just settling for jumpers a lot. Um, now he's kind of getting back into that. <clears throat> just being dominant at the top of the key and like the passing is has been there all year but he he seems to have pumped down a little bit maybe the expectations at the start of the year were a little down a little bit i mean we'll we'll see what happens when uh with with Millsap back now because the start of the year that's when he was having difficulty and and same with the team so that'll be interesting and it is a new theme like with with murray and gary harris yeah like they have a lot of they have a lot of pieces, but yeah, they they had to figure it out. And when Millsap went down, um, that's when, of course, Jokic figured it out. Yeah, he's he's been much better offensively and defensively with with uh, with Millsap back. So that's that's right. a good sign, um, and and kind of should be a, a tell to to Denver about how to build their roster going forward. Um, we'll probably talk about a couple other guards as as well in a little bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm okay with Jokic. There, the, like I said, there was a guy that was on the tip of my tongue, but I just said, "F it," and uh, I moved on. So hopefully, one of you mm. suckers gets him. Uh, I think I'm gonna. Ooh, I don't know. Uh, he's Voldemort at this point. No one wants to say the name. <laughs> I'm gonna make a, an interesting pick here and take Tobias Harris. Oh Whoa. my goodness! Yeah. I've you like really... almost didn't make my whole list. Seriously. Yeah. I have. I really like Tobias Harris. Uh, he's he's a really good scorer. Uh, you know, since the trade, his numbers have pretty much been been the same. He just looks way happier on the Clippers. A lot more freedom to uh, to do stuff. When when has that been the, the case in the last five years that he I looks know, happier is... on the Clippers? Which is crazy. <laughs> the first are actually a lot of fun to watch. Um, but yeah, he's he's shooting like forty one percent from three this year, and I don't know. I I've been really impressed by him all year. Thoughts on Fair enough, Jordan? Because because yeah, I, I I had Tobias. Not I mean he he was he was gonna get picked, but not for a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I'm with you on that. Um, I. I mean, 
I don't know. He's he's played well on the Clippers for sure. He's actually kind of lit it up, but he's so limited like defensively, and I don't know if he is any better than like uh, not your not your average run of the mill player. But there's a lot of people I would have picked ahead of him. Yeah, he, he. I mean, he's a plus wing. I, I he's got since he's got to to LA shooting 47, 42, 76, which are good numbers on on uh, like nineteen points a game. It, like he's good, and I think that he was a much better fit than than Blake was. Um, my my point for Tobias in my notes was: doesn't it feel like he's been in the league for like a decade? Yeah, he's played, yeah, he's yeah, played sure. on a lot of teams, uh, yeah, and a lot of bad teams. So it just kind of feels yeah. like you write him off for like years at a time without really checking in on him. Um, just just a fun one. The first year he was in the league, he was on that Milwaukee team. Uh, and let me tell you the roster of this this Milwaukee team because it is it is so so nuts. Uh, Andrew Bogut, Monte Ellis, uh, Drew Gooden, Darlington Hobson from from University of New Mexico fame, uh, Stephen Jackson, Brandon Jennings, Sean Livingston, Luke Richard, and Bob Mute, uh, Larry Sanders back when there was an explanation mark attached oh, to his name, Ekpe Udo, uh, Bino Odra, Irsan Ilyasova, and to finish out the roster, the Brock Ness monster, John Brockman. Wow, oh my God, that is just a slew of players. It was a. I think that was that might have been the year after the uh, the Fear of the Deer year. I think. Oh uh, my God! But their entire, their entire team was a second unit. Yeah, yeah, they had a lot of good yeah. eight men. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that was Tobias Harris deserves everything that comes his way in a positive way for for enduring being on that team. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, well, man. the first the first shocker. I I, I got to say in my head today I was thinking Caleb is probably going to make us say whoa at some point and uh, did yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Um. Well, let's see. Back to me. Uh. There are a couple of players who I have kind of in my in my head ranked higher than this guy, but they're I just don't really want to pick them. And uh, I'm gonna go with C.J. McCollum. Oh, um, all right. Yeah, I think you know if I'm building my team, I got Chris Paul, and then C.J. I think can be like, not that he isn't already, but I think he he could be an offensive dynamo if he had more of a pass-first point guard. And I'm kind of in the camp that if you traded Damian Lillard for I don't know, like some some good young pieces, and especially a, an inattractive attractive young wing, that he could average close to thirty. Like every time I watch him play, he astounds me. So I'm going with CJ. So I I had some thoughts on on CJ because I had him up there as well, and his numbers are kind of down this year. Um, his his assist percentage is the lowest since he since he was a full time starter. His his shooting percentages are, are the same. Um, he's better with Lillard on the court than he is with off. But I don't know if that's because when he's running point, he's with kind of like the the shitty Blazers second third units, or uh, it's because Damian Lewis is really good, and he's not as good when he is just the point guard. So. I think you're right in that the answer is probably he's a he's a really good player. It's just he might be playing with the wrong type of point guard um, as his guy. Yeah, and I don't think he's a like he's not a true point. I, I think that's pretty clear. Yeah. So I I mean I would like to see him with a guy who can get him the ball in space where he can make shots. Um, yeah. I I have points to what both of you just said. Uh, to Brandon's point about the assist numbers, I I was looking at that too. His assist numbers are down a little bit, but it seems like this year he's way more comfortable handling the ball as that second unit point guard when Lillard goes off the court. He looks much more comfortable in like pick and roll situations, and when he's not getting assist, he seems to be creating a lot more than he has in years past. And then to to Jordan saying that he would be better without Lillard, I think Lillard has been a top five guard here. Like what he's done the last month for Portland is unbelievable. He's 
I mean, he like pretty much single-handedly has them in the five spot. And if they win tonight against, it could be looking at hosting a playoff series in the first round. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not saying like the Blazers wouldn't be worse or would be better off, but I think CJ with a more pass-first point guard would would just unload. Yeah, I, I agree. I, yeah. I think that that we're talking about two really good players for, and they just need different things. I think I think Damian yeah. has, has had a, a career year, and and it, it, it's shown at the in the All Star game that he he can play with the the top guys on the planet. Um, but I just I think that we're coming to an impasse of of those guys, and you just kind of see the ceiling. Neither of them are good offense or defensive players. Both great offensive players. Right. Both need the yep. ball. Like some something has got to give to make those guys find the match and. Um, you know, I think Jordan's on to something that there's a trade to be out there. I don't know what it is, um, but but I yeah, I think I would like to see both those guys run kind of their own shows uh, in different ways. Yeah. All yep. right. So another pick to you, Kuchi. Mm, man. All right. Let's get back here. Uh, I guess I got to do it. I'm gonna go with uh, Blake Griffin. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Is that the guy uh-huh. who you wanted? Yeah, I, I yep. thought I, th- right. I I thought about him out of necessity uh, at the end of the first, but yeah, yeah. So um, I guess this is a little little matchup with with Chris Paul again, little Clippers reunion. But um, it worked out there somewhat. So why not on a on a one game basis see what we got? Uh, he's still like he's still a damn good player. I think mm. people forget that he's he's so underrated as a passer like over five assists a game. He's still averaging over 20, and his efficiency has dropped a lot, especially on Detroit. He's shooting terribly. But um, yeah, he can go and get... Been, he has not hmm? been very good since Detroit. No, he's, he plays... Shooting-wise. He plays, right. He plays a different role, though. Like, he, he is handling the ball a lot, and I think it's asking a lot of him to go on a different team and, um, like, basically play point guard a lot of the time and if you look at his assist numbers they're they're really good when when he's uh when he's been on the since he's been on the pistons um but uh yeah i guess griffin's my pick there i don't know if i like that or not but (laughs) yeah i mean he's shooting horribly shooting 40 percent since he got to detroit uh 27 from three and that was the whole thing of like why you go get him is because he can stretch a little bit next to next to Drummond. Yeah. That has not happened. Right. His assist numbers are up, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I just think it's it's an awkward fit. Um, my thing with Blake is like he. Uh, everyone talked about Barkley in terms of a career comp, and I was like, eh, when, when did Barkley really peak? Barkley's MVP year was actually his twenty nine year season, which is Blake's next year. So I mean, there's still. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a, a tough comparison of, of guys who are on different trajectories in their careers, but I think, I don't know, Blake, Blake can still figure it out, and getting tossed into that dumpster fire of a team in Memphis, or in, in Detroit, doesn't really uh, do him a lot of justice this year. Right, yeah. I'm very interested to see what Detroit does moving forward. What is their plan? I've, I felt like the Blake trade was Van Gundy just like trying to save his job as much as possible and sneak into the playoffs. Like I don't know if they really have a long-term plan. Any? Do you think yeah. he still would have made that trade if he knew that Tobias Harris would go over Blake Griffin in the non-All-Star draft? Exactly. That that's what I couldn't believe. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. I I don't know. The, the it says a lot that the Clippers have been better since that trade. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But but uh, I mean it. It doesn't hurt that they they got some other pieces back from injury. Yeah, like, yeah you know. that's true. Yeah. yeah. All right, Caleb, back in the middle. Um, wow, this is a tough Whoa. pick here. I could go a few different ways. Um, I think I'm going to take Donovan Mitchell. Oh, because oh. Brandon <laughs> kidding me. I didn't take him in our rookie picks earlier in the year, and it made Jordan yes, mad. Grubs. So I'm going to make Jordan mad by drafting him this pick. I'm surprised he made it this far, that it went past Jordan three times before. Yeah. So, so <laughs> My much. emotions almost got the better of me. I almost grabbed him, but I couldn't do it. Over Blake? Over Blake, yeah. 
He, it was, yeah, you put me in the spot where I was either going to take Blake or Mitchell, depending on who you drafted. So yeah. I'm pretty happy that I got Donovan Mitchell. He's been unbelievable these last few months since they really just kind of handed him the reins and were like, hey, this is kind of your offense now. It's been mm-hmm. fun. So I read, a, I read a little piece about the, um, let's see, the USA versus World game that they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they did a a redraft of what it what it would have looked like just based on those players, and he after Embiid went, I'm pretty sure he went second over Ben Simmons, and I, that surprised me, but I think that speaks volumes to how good this kid could be. Uh, and and he already is like like he, he oh has, yeah he is good at numbers now like not even just like good for a rookie like he's got sixteen five and five pretty much shooting shooting right where you want him uh, is a little erratic in terms of game to game production um, yeah but but I mean like he is he is well on his way my question is is this the last like if we do this next year is Donovan Mitchell gonna be eligible for this like is is he going yeah. to ever not be an all star again right. That's a good. I don't know. The West has so many good guards. It's hard to say. Yeah, uh, and and it's the other thing too is he, like it doesn't matter so much anymore for positions. But is he a point guard? Um, down the road. That's a good question too. I don't when know. Rubio I, I, wasn't playing. That's kind of what he functioned as, and he he handed out more assists when when Rubio wasn't there. I think he can. He he's kind of like uh, McCollum in a way is. He can he can function as a point guard when when needed, but he's more comfortable it seems like when he plays a little bit more off ball. Yeah, especially so, especially now. I mean, rookie point guards are just tasked yeah. so much, and and so to have right. a guy like Rubio as as many faults as he has, it just it helps him out. Yes. Going forward, would you rather have him or McCollum? I think you uh, Mitchell. I'm going to take Mitchell. I, I I think McCollum's a great player, but there's uh. There's, there's, Mitchell can do things that McCollum just can't. Yeah, McCollum's so refined as a scorer, and like obvi- obviously a great player, but Mitchell can impact the way, impact the game in so many different ways. He's a really good defender, and um, he, I don't know, he's an emerging player for sure. I think he's only going to get better as a distributor too, and play Yeah, more. I can see that. I mean, gosh, I wish we could look up since the first month or two of the season what he's averaged because he's up to 19.6 points a game. Caleb and I talking about that? Yes, pretty much. Honestly, yeah. Maybe, maybe a little bit before that because I was, I was upset that he wasn't on there. That's true. But but yeah, there were some grounds there already. Yeah. Uh, All right, let's uh, let's move on from from Donovan Mitchell here back to me for two picks. I have Booker and Jokic on my team, so I need to. To round that out, uh, I'm gonna take Otto Porter first. Okay. Um, wow. Otto, since John Wall getting injured, Otto has been averaging a solid uh, 21 points a game on 55, 41, uh, and like 96 percent or 92 percent shooting. Um, which, Super yeah, which is which is like crazy i mean you take you take one of the best point guards in the game uh off of the team and all of a sudden basically everyone starts playing more freely and, and passing better <laughs> um go figure but yeah auto porter he's just he's so much more confident than what he was when he came into the league he's like shooting over people um end of the shot clock like working working on offense trying to get his own bucket uh much more than like an auxiliary piece and so seeing him without wall gives me gives me the hope that he's he's not just this kind of like third banana like he could in theory, be your second second best scorer um, on a team. So I like him as kind of a, a stopgap defensively and, and um, size wise between Booker and uh, and Jokic there. And the Wizards are ten yeah. four since Wall went down. Yeah, I was just gonna say like the Wizards since Wall has been out have it's weird to say this been better. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know there's a Skype issue, that, and that's not just the end of your point. Um, but yeah, they, they 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 play just differently, and I think you're you're seeing a lot of guys kind of get unlocked as a result of that. Um, so yeah, good good stuff there with 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 Otto. 
And to compliment Otto, I would have loved to take Tobias Harris right now. It sounds like a good a good <laughs> normal range to take him. Um, eh. But I'm gonna take. Hmm. I'm gonna take Eric Bledsoe right now. Um, okay. As kind of, I have shooting at one guard position with with uh, with D book, um, and with with Bledsoe now I can kind of, kind of lean back on a different guard to 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 guard the other team's best best guard. I'm a little short in the backcourt, so I gotta get creative here. But um, but uh, yeah, I like I like Bledsoe leads. Uh, Close to the top of the league in steals, um, just kind of wreaks having on defense. So um, I like him for that spot. With the trade with Bledsoe, how it affected him offensively, I'm not sure what the point was there. But um, since, uh, or I guess in the last month, he's been really effective. Um, since Jabari's come back, it seems like they have a little little thing going. So uh, I'm excited about Milwaukee for sure. And we know Bledsoe can light it up when he was on the Suns. Um, just being that, I don't know, is he in a tertiary role now with Middleton? Um, being maybe the second option on that team, which is kind of crazy to think about considering Bledsoe almost made the All-Star game last year. Yeah. Um, Bledsoe was almost the, the like quid pro quo with, uh, with Kyrie this summer for a trade. Right, yeah, yeah. They were, people were checking the market to see each other's values. Um, yeah, I was. My other question was, uh, who would get picked first between the two Milwaukee guys, whether it be Middleton or him? So, yeah, I have the answer to that now. All right. Well, I got my I got my point guard. I, I kind of came up with this this uh, arbitrary line called the Eric Bledsoe line. And if if you're above <laughs> if you're above the Eric Bledsoe line, like if your point guard is better than Eric Bledsoe, then then you're in a good spot. And if your point guard is is worse than Eric Bledsoe, uh, then you might have some problems. So he's kind of he's kind of just like the smack dab solid uh, point guard in the league. So you've given up on uh, Dennis Schroeder then? Uh, did Dennis not make an all-star team? I should have had him way higher. <laughs> I could have sworn. Uh, no, I, um, I, I need to see more from Dennis. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Source subject, as you know. Yep. All right. Uh, Caleb is, is off the grid. I'm back. Can You're you back. Me? Oh, he's there. Yeah, Jordan made my point about uh, Bledsoe. I think I cut out there for a second. Um, anyways, my next pick is going to be... Ooh, I think I'm going to go with my big guy and take Clint Capella. Mm, there we go. There were I a lot of centers available. I know. That's yeah. the same thing I was thinking. Yeah, my, my center pick was kind of between him and, and Steven Adams, who have both been been really good this year uh but but with capella i mean we mentioned it earlier how good the rockets are when he plays with with paul and harden um just his ability to rebound and he he knows what his job is in that offense is to just like set screens and then dive at the rim i mean he's shooting like a ridiculous percentage from the field because everything he does is just dunk the ball um but yeah i think i think him with uh, with Ben Simmons as my my point guard could be a nice little role duo there. Yeah, it's it's interesting because uh, in that same ringer piece we we're talking about how how uh, Embiid is kind of the perfect center for Simmons because you kind of you need someone like if your point guard can't shoot then you kind of need the inverted offense where your center can and uh, Capella can't shoot or I don't even know if he has ever attempted a, a, a <laughs> point attempt in his life. Um, so, so it's an it's interesting fit, but you could uh, you definitely have an advantage in the front court for sure. Yeah, yeah, it, I like how you brought up uh, Stephen Adams there with that comparison because I was hearing the other day that Adams sets the best screens in the NBA, and that's uh, or and then Capella trails him, and so they kind of do the the dirty work for each of their respective teams. Um, I think he doesn't think turn the ball over. Go going ahead. forward, like that is the. Like the Capella Adams type of center is what we're going to start to see more. Right. More. Yeah. Just be efficient as all hell, and then defend and do your job. And and I don't like I I know people say Capella is super athletic. I think Stephen Adams' athleticism is undervalued a little bit. It's just like the big athletic guy that defends and are you know, shop. That's 
that's the way the center position is moving. Yeah. Um, Very good. Clint Capella. I, I'm interested. I'm. I'm going to see how this the the centers play out because there's only three of us and there's so many centers available. But um, I mean, there there was there were so many guys to pick from. It's like him versus DeAndre Jordan. Uh, right. You know, there's Adams you talked about. Uh, Gobert is there. So mm-hmm. a lot of these good. Miles Turner also came up in, in my rankings, even though he's been a dumpster fire for my fantasy team. Um, but the skills <laughs> are there. So I mean, and I saw Whiteside. Like, it, there's a right. there's a dearth of these of these good centers who they're kind of all the same type of player, other than maybe Turner. Um, but you know, and they've just be, they're in the perfect era because they're not asked to do anything. They're not asked to to put you know their back to the basket and work and try and get try and get buckets as much as they're just kind of cleaning up boards um, and and uh, and you know, getting the easy buckets under the rim. Yeah, for sure. Who we got next here? That's you. You. Two to you. Oh man. Twice. I was, I was dreading that. Um, yeah. So I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the center here. Just which one do I pick? Take mm. two. Playing both. Twin towers. <laughs> no, I can't go Jordan because I just don't want to have. Paul and Griffin on the same team with them. That's just stupid. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize yeah. that. Yeah, I know. And then, oh, God, yeah. Uh, let's go Rudy Gobert. I think I made some sort of weird bet with Brandon last year. Not even a bet, but when we were in Puerto Rico, I said that uh, Rudy Gobert was more important to that team than, um, uh, oh, gosh, help me out here. Gordon Hayward. Yeah, thank you. And... I don't know if we can say either way right now, but I think, I think most would wrong say, I think most would say that I was wrong on that. But the bet that we did make still stands, um, revolving around Hayward making an All Star game of or third team All Pro. Yeah, it was so, making an All NBA team. Uh, All NBA team. Wish I could tell you whether or not I paid that back in, in New Orleans, but I, I don't have the, uh, <laughs> the proper recollection of. of who purchased what that entire weekend, sir? So uh, yeah, we'll leave that in the air. But yeah, I think I think Gobert is 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 solid. I, you just know, like, if you have Gobert on your team, like his his metrics are kind of hard to quantify. But you just you know your defense is good now. Like like yeah, exactly. Everything else doesn't matter because you have like the perfect uh, back line guy mm-hmm. there so, so yeah. yeah i mean i think he can turn a, an average cast into a, into a pretty damn good defense yeah no i mean yeah i was gonna exactly. say that's about, the... about gobert with with utah when he was out they they like totally changed how they were playing defense and they were like a lot more aggressive with their guards and up front because they knew they yeah. didn't have that protection behind and in some instances against some teams it, it worked uh, they're just like really hounding pick and rolls, and then since Gobert's back, they've kind of gone away from that a little bit. And I think their defense has gone down a little bit, actually. Uh, so that that's kind of been an interesting thing that I've been watching with Utah. Yeah. At the same time, since kind of his return, they went on an eleven-game win streak, and I know that's not all due to him. Like you have the emergence of Mitchell of course and then Rubio just playing out of his mind for a while who know who knew he had that in him mm-hmm. um but but yeah I mean I think it's unfair to him to say that when he's not on the court they're a worse defense yeah I, I think I think with with Gobert out they kind of realized some things they got Royce O'Neal involved they kind of figured out the rest right. of the roster and then you know when you get that guy back then it's like okay you have all these players who've kind of actualized a little bit and then also have uh you know the seven two amazing defensive guy in the back line so yeah um, exactly kind of all all plays together mm-hmm. do you think they're gonna sneak into the playoffs or do you think they're a little too far behind someone's gonna go i mean <laughs> i think i think they're gonna make it who yeah. who falls out then that's tough i, th- I think the- um it's crazy right now. Like three to ten is separated by like five games or six games. It's crazy. Yeah. My favorite yeah. scenario, and I'm not even a Spurs hater, is the Spurs missing the playoffs. And I think it's just it's it's just my favorite because it's the it's not impossible. Uh, like they've had 19 straight 50 win seasons, and that's probably not going to happen this year. 
Um, but the fact that they're currently the three seed and may miss the playoffs shows exactly like how how ridiculous this situation is. It's kind of the anti yeah. of a couple of years ago when the, the the Suns missed the playoffs at fifty wins. Um, like all the teams yeah. are are kind of one notch below that, but there's just more of them. The Spurs yeah. are are really boring this year. <laughs> it, they, yeah, it's weird to say that because. Like our whole lives, they've been you know so fun on offense and dynamic with those guys, but eh. they've always been boring. <laughs> Do you remember the Bruce Bowen years, man? Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they were good at what they did, though. And this year, it just seems like they don't really have an identity on offense. I mean, it's hard when your best player by far is not on the court. So, yeah, I don't know. I give them a pass. I still like watching the Spurs play, but it's for for different reasons. Maybe some Illini alumni that are on the, on the <laughs> Just some Big Ten kids, like Bryn Forbes lighting it up every now and again. That's fun to see. I didn't know Bryn Forbes came from the, the, the Big Ten. I thought he came from, like, literally another planet. Like, I had never heard of his name before. <laughs> he never before played a big year. role, but I'm pretty sure he's a Michigan State guy. What? Yeah. 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 <laughs> not a good look for a podcast host to not know that, but also, and I... I you know, you like Michigan State's in the tournament every year. I feel like he was yeah. never the full the focal point of any offense there. Oh no, he's he's one of those guys that's like who who is this? Yeah, Mich- Michigan State. He that's also crazy. somehow grew like three inches because I'm pretty sure he was listed at six foot in college, but that's another story. Wow. All right, yeah. uh, learning a lot. So Jordan, you still have another pick. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. This will be my fifth pick. I'm going to go Chris Middleton. Um, yeah, I need kind of – that's kind of the only piece I'm missing is is like a rangy wing. And when I compare him – not saying that your picks weren't decent, but when I compare him to Otto Porter and like Tobias, I like Chris Middleton better than both of those guys. Like if you just look at the stats from this year on a offensive heavy team, Tobias Her- – or excuse me, Chris Middleton has averaged 20 points a game this year. Um, I think he's a really underrated player, and he's good defensively. He's very so good. I, yeah, I think he's a guy I, you can you can plug into a lot of different teams and do well. Yeah, I watch a lot of Bucks um, for the purposes of of Giannis, and I, I watch more East Coast mm-hmm. teams because it's more of my my time schedule out here. Um, and Middleton, like you you can kind of you know you know you know the drill. Like when you watch a game, you, you're doing something else. You know, it's kind of half watching. You can half watch through a lot of Bucks games without seeing Chris Middleton do a lot. Right. Uh, but but when you zoom in, right. yeah, you're right. I mean, he, he he is everywhere, and he's kind of in that same same mold. I I mean, if we're comparing wings here, I definitely think, uh, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of my Porter pick. It would go Porter, yeah. and then him, and then and then our man second round Tobias. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Caleb, but uh, yeah, I I, just, I think that the, the the defensive ability is more uh, more established there, and yeah. just just I don't know, just just a guy I, w- I would want as a complimentary piece. Like he's your he's your fifth starter. I mean that's that's perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it's it's a good pick. He was he was on my list. I was probably gonna take him if he was available. Um, so to round out my. My starting five. Uh, I need some scoring. So I think I'm gonna. I'm surprised he's fallen this far. I'm gonna take Lou Williams. Uh, uh, thought about it. Yeah, I wanted him. He was pretty was high up on my list, and I I decided to go Donovan Mitchell over him. Um, but. Lou Williams, another guy that thought he should have been an all-star, uh, right. has been has been pretty amazing what he's done scoring-wise this year. I mean, other than that, he he could be limited at times, but I mean, the month the month of January, he was one of the five best players in the league. Averaged like 28 and had that crazy game against the Warriors where he scored 50. Yeah, um, yeah, saw that one. That was so fun. Yeah. That was a great game. Lou Williams' career, if he has another, like, one or – I mean, he's 31 right now. If he has another two or three years like the one he's having, uh, he's going to be really funky to to look back on uh, on all the the different teams he was on and all the different roles he had to play. 
Um, Insane. And coming out of high school, like, just kind of was buried on rosters for a while, and then all of a sudden is a feature piece. Uh, so, interesting career. But I was going to say about, about Lou Williams is, is he was on the Rockets last year, and it just didn't work out. They, they traded for him, and he, he kind of was this, you know, instant offense guy coming from, from L.A. But it, it just shows that this has kind of been the Rockets' plan all along is to get another guard next to next to Harden who could who could kind of do a little bit of what Harden can because uh, you know they tried it with Ty Lawson they tried again with Lou Williams and then they finally uh, I think settled on a pretty good upgrade with with Chris Paul uh, of just kind of this, <laughs> just a little this bit. constant iteration of like we need to find that other guard who we can basically do the same stuff with um, but but uh, yeah I mean they, they've uh, I think they've been been hacking at the same attempts in terms of roster design uh, for a while yeah. Yeah. All right. What do you got, Brandon? Uh, all right. Well, I uh, I started with with Booker and Jokic, so I'm already at a defensive disadvantage. Um, Porter and Bledsoe kind of bridge the gap between that, but I still feel like I need I need some solid defensive help. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Paul Millsap um, because Ooh, he int- because he's there and because. I think he he's made the the Nuggets like instantly a, a, a like decently credible defense since he's been back, um, and it's just kind of the perfect guy for for what I have going on. You can switch on a lot of guys. He's already playing well with Jokic, um, and yeah. I, I don't need him to do a whole lot, but he can. So I like I, I like uh, I like, uh, like Sap as my my last guy there. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I like my notes on him. I have like these little bullet points under each guy. My notes under Millsap are just still really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's too bad with the injury for him, but right. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Denver can hold on to that that last spot now that he's back. Yeah, I think Millsap's one of the more underrated guys in the league, and I I probably would have picked him earlier if. Uh, if not for that injury, just because of the way his season's played out uh, out for the last couple months. But, yeah, he's super underrated, can do everything defensively, 6'8", but he can he can almost go up to some centers and whatnot and then guard on the perimeter and knock down jump shot. So, um, yeah, I like that pick. And as my last guy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to charge uh, Eric Bledsoe with, with playing the whole game, so I'm not going to get a backup point guard. Um, I don't really want another center. Uh, there's just so many, so many interesting guys here. I, I want to hear your guys' decision. I'm going to take Harrison Barnes. Okay. Um, as just wow. like I need, I need a guy. If 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 Millsap can't give me the scoring or Porter can't give me the scoring that I need, I can I can throw him there. But I was I was t- torn between uh, Barnes and Wiggins, and okay. it occurred to me how ridiculous that is considering the, the different. I mean, both guys came into to college with just insane amount of hypes and have had these right. weird kind of unfolding careers since then. But I mean, I, I guess I can just wait to find out, but is Andrew Wiggins going to get drafted in this after being like such an integral part of NBA history four years ago, five years ago with the, with the LeBron trade? I mean, I could tell you from my end, he's not, but <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. I, I yeah. reached on him in, in our fantasy league because I thought, you know, adding Butler was going to help him take away some of the the ball handling and he could just be a scorer. Um, and I don't know. He's He's been kind of shaky this year. I mean, the, the scoring numbers are still there. But my problem with him is he doesn't really do anything else. Like, he plays right. good defense, but he, he hardly gets Does any he? rebounds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you think so? Doesn't really get any assists. I don't know. He's he's kind of just fallen into this trap of like only scoring, and I'd like to see more out of him. Yeah, I think he would be he would be like 2001's like a, a really good player in 2001. Like he would still be the same player, but but he would just like pe- people would think that that's what you want of like a guy that dribbles a lot and you know can do turnaround shots and and he'd probably yeah. he'd average like 29. Uh, on like a 44 one day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. The, the It's crazy just to think about that we've gone this far from Wiggins and uh, Harrison. Like a few years ago, these guys 
coming into the draft were marquee dudes, and now we drafted Tobias Harris over him. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Harrison Harrison Barnes was what the first preseason All American as a freshman in history. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's because no one went to Iowa to actually watch him play in high school. <laughs> <laughs> that would have helped. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I. I feel like he's just being on the Mavericks too has has been an issue for him. Right. And they, yeah, they at the same time to be their guy and they don't really have anything else to yeah. help him. At the same time that's kind of a knock on him too because like they got them they got him as the piece to kinda elevate them and he's done nothing to do that. Yeah. I don't know, I th- I think the Warriors would be happy that someone else gave him all that money and they didn't have to. Yeah, they were, they I were mean, going to. Yeah, remember, remember that finals? Right. He just like was just rotted in like game six yeah. or seven. Like that, that was that was his money making, and then just just collapsed before our very eyes. And was yeah, that I mean, was like, that when? Go ahead, go ahead. No, you're good. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, he's he's putting up like you know close to twenty and six now, um, and looks the part. But yeah, it's just it's it's all empty calories. So I don't know why I drive yeah. that, but I think he's still uh, he's a good he's a good like go get me he's some a good, on the bench. He's a good oh yeah, fifth, you know, third, fourth, fifth option. I don't know. I mean, we've seen with the Mavericks, he's not your number one guy. Yeah, yeah, he can get you a bucket though. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right, was my- that the same year when? Sorry, Caleb. Was that the same year when uh, uh, Iggy won the MVP? No, that Iggy won the MVP. That was uh, the Warriors' first championship when Iggy hit every single open three that came yes. his way uh, <laughs> and played good defense on LeBron. The next year right. was uh, when the Warriors lost and Barnes okay. missed missed every open three that came his way. Missed yeah. everything, yeah. right? <laughs> gotcha. All right. All right. My, my last pick, uh, I've gone kind of guard heavy. I mean, Simmons is kind of a a guard um but but coming off the bench for when i don't want to play clint capella for offensive reasons i'm gonna take serge Ibaka. oh uh, interesting he's not on my board i gotta be honest yeah i i i think what serge does for the raptors is it goes under their, he he gets overlooked quite a bit i think that was the case in in OKC too. Uh, he's very comfortable being, you know, your small ball five, good defender. I mean, the the blocks are still there, um, and and he's very capable on offense too. He he's been able to develop that outside shot where he can space the floor a little bit more than than early in his career. And I've I've been super impressed by the Raptors this year. They've, they've kind of retooled their offense to not be so ISO heavy with DeRozan and Lowry and have been swinging the ball around a lot more and Abak has been one of those guys that I think has benefited from that a little bit. Do, does it seem to anyone that if you if anyone had just asked like everything that people, I hear from DeMar DeRozan is just he's like the best guy ever like uh, you know it's just been through a lot in his his early childhood and, and it's just super humble and nice nice as can be. Does it occur to anyone that if they had just asked him before of like hey DeMar could you uh could you not shoot twenty foot fadeaways all the time? Like he, he would have he would have stopped, um, but they just had no other <laughs> options until they they like came to it with this plan this year. Yeah, no, I don't know what I don't know what happened there. That'd be I just I just can't imagine him like demanding demanding the ball so that he could do that um, if if he knew that right. it was detrimental to the team. Yeah. Oh, I mean, gosh, it seems like a crazy amount of development for him to go into this year and and shoot the way he has from three. And not take those long twos. Brandon, I I think you pointed this out on an earlier pod that we did. He, you said something to the effect that he's kind of developed like certain spots where he's very comfortable shooting three pointers from. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's that's been huge for his game. I think the Raptors finally realized after a few years of just getting shelled by the Cavs in the playoffs <laughs> that they needed to change something on offense. They can't just go like ISO with two guys over and over and over again. Well, well they can if they want to make. Uh, <laughs> if they want to make, God, how does his name escape me right now? Bismack Biombo, a lot of money. <laughs> there we go. That was that was the legacy of those Raptors teams is getting getting Bismack <laughs> paid. 
Yeah, that's yeah. that's got to be one of the worst contracts, maybe. Oh, ever. terrible signing. <laughs> yeah. Stuff the Magic Dragon, baby. It's fun yeah. times in Orlando. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, All right. has it come full circle? It has. Draft draft Jared okay. Allen, your new boy, and get out of here. <laughs> I do love him, but um, I'm also catching a little bit of wild hair, so we, I got to do something crazy. Um, definitely not the best player left, but someone who I like a lot and who can get me a bucket. And uh, I'm going to go with Will the Thrill. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, Give wow. me Barton. Yeah. I mean, as a sixth man, this is that, that's exactly, exactly what you want him for. He can get into the ball. Those- he goes over both Harris and Murray. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, not the best player left, but um, someone who I want in that six-man role. So that's my pick there. All right. I sent you guys a text last night. I was doing a little research for this, and I I thought, you know, Murray, Murray and Harris would be guys that would probably get picked in this. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought they were very similar in what they do scoring-wise and and – other things but they have just the exact same stat line it blew my mind yeah yeah you said i mean it's like 17 three and three pretty much on the dot yeah and they shoot very similar percentages too yeah who would you rather have of those two going forward i I would Uh, rather have harris because i know his position yeah I, I, I'm going I think, Harris just defensively. Yeah, that too. I, th- I think Mur- Murray is going to be. I don't know. It's he's one. He's just too nebulous. Like I can pu- I can put Harris on any team. I kind of have to to, to figure out a, a, a good slot for uh, uh, for yeah. Murray. If if you guys had one more pick, who would you have picked in this? Like you're you're shocked they didn't get picked because th- I mean there are some mm. names that are that are off there. Um, so, so, I was surprised so kind of more this like like Stephen Adams and Whiteside. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, of the I, I threw down a bunch of players and then I kind of started to rank them. And the only guy who I have left even ranked on here, uh, who didn't get picked, is Mark Gasol. Um, but mm-hmm. I didn't need a center, so just like just out of necessity, I didn't take him. Um, and then, like like Caleb said, Whiteside's still there. Um, and then underrated seasons like Tyreek Evans and Drew Holiday; those guys have been balling. Yeah, I had I had Drew Holiday on my list as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had I had uh, you know Jason Tatum. Duh! Happy birthday on Saturday, Jason. <laughs> uh, but uh, Aaron Gordon was on there. Um, yeah, him too. Aaron Gordon. I had uh, Stephen Adams, who like if you look at who who Stephen Adams is looking up at right now in terms of offensive rebounds per game in a season. It's like Moses Malone, Dennis Rodman, Charles Barkley. Like th- those are the Jesus. only like Moses had a couple couple seasons that are that are like just insane and, and no one will ever touch those. But but he's in in that range. Uh, yeah, Wiggins, I was gonna point, point that out as well with Stephen Adams. Like he's currently averaging more offensive rebounds than defensive rebounds. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's, he's averaging like five and a half offensive rebounds and less than ten total rebounds. Yeah, I think he's like the only would be the only guy in history to if he gets to ten rebounds a game to average ten and average more offensive rebounds than defensive rebounds. Wow! And a large part of that is because Westbrook just snags. Oh all yeah, defense. he just steals them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there there are guys like that on on every team. It's like this guy just knows how to rebound, but he's so good at boxing out and taking care of his man that as I I did the name flashed in my mind, and then I was like, no way, like no, no way am I including he's, him. He's been horrible. Yeah. Like it's it 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 wouldn't even be. I mean, like there are so many better versions of of that player at this point uh to consider tears. <laughs> yeah right he's gonna kill them in a playoff series because he thinks he's still gonna be old carmelo where he can just take over a game and he's gonna go like five of 20 and just shoot oklahoma city out of a game yeah man uh, is it gonna be out of a game or is it because anthony davis put up 55 and 15 on them <laughs> 
Either one of those. It's uh, it's time. I I had um, Bob Covington was another guy, uh, but I think that was part of it because mm-hmm. I found out his his uh, his nickname is Bobby Cove or or Rob Cove, which just I mean, street cred to the roof at that point. Uh, <laughs> but uh, John Collins, big fan of his. Did uh, did Lowry sniff yeah, before Jordan? Yeah, couldn't put him on there. Lowry made the game. Lowry made the All Star game. No, 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 no. The other oh. Lowry. You're you're. Lowry marketing. Oh, you're finished, Lowry. <laughs> no, yeah, we, we forgot I, to pick Kyle Lowry. That sucks. I was like, I don't think you can do that one. But uh, no, I mean, I saw his name there, and I, I just don't think he did enough. There were a lot of other players that I had before him. Um, just going off my board here, you said Aaron Gordon. Um, let's see, Miles Turner was kind of towards the end. I even had an Eric Gordon there. Uh, TJ Warren, <laughs> like. I don't know. TJ TJ can light it up, but he's in that same like. Has been fantastic for your fantasy team this year. Yeah, yeah. He, he I is, mean, he go is captain garbage points. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, here's here's one on Miles Turner. He he's kind of regressed this year from last year in terms of he's just having to do a little bit more. He's still a good player, but uh, yeah, he's just kind of offensively he's also a lot. Hurt a lot, um, concussed a couple right. times, but but he's hurt a lot and he's just not been been as consistent as he wanted to be. <laughs> I can tell you that as much. After Caleb and I swapped Clint Capella, <laughs> who I could count on for freaking fourteen boards a night, and Miles Turner, who I can't even count on for fourteen minutes a night. Um, but <laughs> but uh, these are the guys who have who have who hit more than thirty five percent of their threes and also get two blocks in a game uh, in NBA history. On, on more than like half of half of a three point make in a game, it's uh, it's Rafael France, Sergi Baca, Chris Porzingis, Joel Embiid, Miles Turner, and Dante Jones. Those are your oh. guys. Ever wait? Say that last name. Dante say that last Jones, name? as in the uh, the the bouncer that the Cavs employed to play basketball for them last year. Stop! No way! Isn't that nuts? That is crazy. That's it. Like also, I don't know if I don't know if that's a list you really want to be on. No, it's, it's, it's not like yeah, like I'm saying, it's not like uh like uh you know Stephen Adams's Moses Malone list. It's just it's kind of right. like just this weird segment of the population uh, where that's a thing for. Yeah. Crazy. All right, should we should we recap our teams real quick? Yeah, uh, Jordan, you you uh, you got Chris Paul at the yeah. one. Uh, and then you went back to back. CJ McCollum, Blake Griffin. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, hypothetically, you got to get Blake and, C- and CP to, to iron some stuff out before the game tips off. Yeah, I know great. it crossed my mind. Uh, I'm so, assuming they're on good terms. So while they're bickering, they uh, someone drives in the lane, gets past both of them, and Rudy Gobert luckily makes up for for the mistake in drafting those two guys. Uh, don't know how many oh, times yeah. you can get away with that, but then you got Chris Middleton <laughs> and uh, and Will the Thrill to come out and 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 Hell yeah. get uh, get ten points in a quarter, and so all of a sudden you're back in the game. It's probably my best pick. <laughs> uh, yeah, Will, Will Barton was in the the not on my board range. Um, lots of nuggets yeah. <laughs> eligible here, but that he wasn't on mine. But I thought of him and had to do it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jamal Crawford would have been would have been perfect there too. Caleb, you started with, less defense, but yeah. You started with Ben Simmons. You uh, shocked the world uh, with Tobias Harris as your <laughs> second pick. Um, oh, and then you went back, got Donovan Mitchell, who I think you could have easily swapped those, and that would have been totally fine. Um, but so all's well that ends well. Then you get Clint Capella, uh, Lou Williams, and Serge Ibaka. How do you feel about that? I I'm pretty happy. I just, I just want to defend myself on Tobias Harris. Like, he, was, he was getting Feels some like all-star Tomas. buzz before the trade. There's, there's some truth to that. Yeah. Yeah. The buzz might have I'm been happy. in Detroit, but. Yeah. <laughs> what, what did you end up with, Brandon? I had uh, Devin Booker, uh, Nikola Jokic, um, and then I got Otto Porter Jr. Eric Bledsoe, Paul Millsap, and Harrison Barnes as my last guy. I think I think my team is the most boring. 
I will say. My, I started out hot, and then I got four just real solid solid guys to, to make up for the variance. I'm going to get night to night with Booker and, and Jokic. It's not always a bad thing. No. No, it's a good balance. So, uh, real quick, if you were to take five guys from this list, who would you take? Oh, like, just the, who are the best like, five guys? First five. Chris Paul, Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think I think it's Paul Simmons, Booker. Uh, yeah, that was my top three going into this. Okay. I think if those are your three, though, you could probably get away with having Blake as your four, and then, like, I think Gobert is a good five for that. So you bypass Jokic. Bypass. Yeah, I had, I, had I had Jokic pretty high. Well, obviously I had Jokic yeah. high too, but I, I think if, right. you're gonna, if you're gonna have Ben Simmons, eh, maybe you could maybe you could do that. It's just it's a lot of it's almost too much passing. Like you can't have Chris Paul, Ben Simmons, exactly and with Jokic. Paul. And uh, then I mean, if you're also saying you have Griffin there, there's all yeah. those guys average close to five, if not more, assists per game. Yeah, they, they, they would just get a lot of shot clock violations because they're just making, <laughs> exactly. making, making a lot of extra passes as <laughs> someone's wide open in the corner. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that there's some, there's some legitimate, like, this, this, this is like the, uh, we should send this to, to Adam Silver of, like, all right, you can, uh, you can expand. Like, there's a ton of talent in this league that we can, we can come up with, like, another really good team or like another three really good teams um, yeah after the all-star game right yeah i mean if if we did this last year uh i don't think oladipo would have been picked in the first three or four rounds and now he's on the all-star game definitely so like so i mean any of these guys really i mean outside of a few could could theoretically make an all-star game so right and as we talk um, yeah, about the, the top, talent is so deep. There's there's a solid four other guys who who are all NBA type guys who are ineligible yeah. from this. Um, yeah, yeah, deep ass league for sure. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. only getting better too. Oh yeah. Is that in reference to uh, you watching Matisse Thybulle in the background right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't know. I'm excited for this draft class. I think it's really good. That that'll be its uh, its own pod. Um, I'm thinking maybe something live for that. Jordan might be out of school by then, um, so we could be able to swing something. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. We don't want to give our our you know count on one hand amount of followers uh, something to to get too excited for. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Another one in the books. Um, this has been the uh, the NBA non All Star draft. Uh, just super inventive here. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys. Uh, Anyone know DeAndre Jordan's real name? It's not DeAndre. Uh, no. His name is Highland. Highland, Highland. DeAndre Jordan. Highland DeAndre Jordan. I would not Highland have guessed that. Highland DeAndre Jordan. Uh, I would, I would go by DeAndre too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Solid move. Uh, yep. All right, guys. Uh, thanks so much for doing this. We will be talking soon. Definitely. All right. See you guys. Later, boys.